Welcome to the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged by today's message and encounter God's heart through it. To find out more about us, visit lifechurchstpeters.com. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for Jair. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. My friend. You. We're good? All right. You know, I just can't understand uh, one thing. It, it, it's happening to me right now, and I can't imagine to anyone who comes up here, you know, the adrenaline rush that just comes in. It, it's like, I was just there fine, you know, singing and everything, and then I come up here, and it's like, why, why? You know, just calm down. You know, we can do this, right? Nobody's going to make fun of me, right? No, we're for you. Okay, all right. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so... Thanks for the opportunity once again. The last time I spoke here was, let me see if I wrote it down, it was uh, January as well, but of 2019. So it's been about two years since the last time I spoke. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. And uh, the message back then was on the pursuit of truth. So if you would like to hear that message, go to the uh, Life Church website. Uh, on their older messages, and you will find my name on it. And that's what the Pursuit of Truth was about. So today, I want to share a little bit of what it is more like a message combined with an announcement, and I hope that you get excited as much as I am about it. So after much preparation, right, uh, and, and knowing, getting to know the needs of, of the, com- the community here of Life Church. Um, and, and witnessing also a bigger need outside just this building uh, in itself, um, I, I've come to, to meet some uh, people that are amazing. Uh, people, and since January 2019, when the last message was given, I come to meet a lot of, of people of this church and, and, and get to understand and get to know what I call an unspoken need. Uh, I was talking to pastors Tom and Randy about that, an unspoken need. So what is this unspoken need need that I'm talking about? Well, these are things that are probably very hot uh, topics. You know, they're like in the oven. They're just, you touch it, you can get burned real quick with someone. (laughs) Okay? And uh, so just to make it, uh, get to the point on that, it's we're starting an apologetic online ministry. What is apologetics, first of all. Well, apologetics comes from the Greek word uh, apologia. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, And what it means is to give a defense, uh, like in a court of law. And uh, in in the context of Christianity is to give a defense of the hope that is within us, right? And uh, it it follows what what is highlighted in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. And I want to share this slide because the name of this online ministry is uh, called, called Reasons for the Hope. Let's see if we have that slide available. There you go. Uh, if you can't read that, don't worry about it. I will save for you. So what we have here 
on reasons for the hope. As you can see that that picture is probably famous online. It's uh, Paul in Athens, and he's preaching. He's arguing with the people there. He's talking to them. He's trying to, to give them the message, letting them know, you know, we got to get dirty here. Let's do it. Let's talk. The, the real things, what bothers you, right? And uh, so in, that, uh, in light of that, the vision of the ministry is to equip the Christian community by exposing them to the intellectual side of Christianity. You perhaps don't often listen to, to what does that mean, the intellectual side of Christianity, right? And that's probably because there is a lot going on around discussions everywhere about what faith is, you know, whether it is just believing with uh, no reason at all, just, and, and you don't have to agree with me, it's okay. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter that the, the ministry is going to be trying to expose everyone to the intellectual side of Christianity. Our mission is to assist the body of Christian believers in knowing why they believe what they believe. You see, I grew up, uh, my home country is Panama. Uh, it's, a central, it's in Central America. And uh, I grew up Catholic. Now, I, every time I say this story, I don't want to give the impression that I'm bashing our Catholic brothers. Rather, what I'm saying is the way I grew up was more of a, in a tra traditional family, a traditional Catholic family. We believe just traditions. Uh, uh, we follow traditions a lot. And yes, there is faith there. Uh, but most of the time, I didn't take the time to learn uh, what Scripture is teaching and, and engaging with the Word of God. Uh, and because of those reasons, I grew up in an environment where once you start questioning tradition, and if you don't know what you are believing, then you're prone to just fall out of the tradition. Why am I following this? One of the traditions that I had growing up was on Easter time, we only eat fish, right? And there's no problem. That's still practiced to the end. There is no problem with that tradition. The thing is that for me, as I'm looking uh, um, into, I was asked, like, why am I just eating fish today? Why not the rest of the year? Or, or what's wrong with me? Beef's really good, you know? <laughs> so anyways, those are the type of things that we want to expose you and, and, and make you aware, like, hey, you know, if you, there's some trouble that you have, come. We can talk about this. So our goals uh, for the ministry are to help the community of believers with thinking critically about current events and how they relate to a Christian worldview. Also, help the community of believers with differentiating Christian doctrine from mythology, and help the community of believers with learning how to learn about the many resources that are available for defending the faith. So why was this ministry started? Well, I mentioned already the, um, the, the unspoken need, but um, there is something I was looking at that I think I could share that is more tangible than just saying an unspoken need. So there was a research conducted by, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Pew Research Center, but there was a research in 2018 and 2019. There is a data that shows there is a group uh, they study and label as the religiously unaffiliated, and they call it the knowns. So knowns is N-O-N-E-S, meaning like nothing, none. Okay, that's what knowns is, and which consists of people who identify as either atheists, agnostics, or as not following any religion in particular. 
Such group has increased in the last 10 years together with the population of the country while the Christian community has declined. Now I'm reading a little bit from the research itself here. And um, I don't wanna bother you with the percentages or anything, but we also have a little graph that I wanna show you. Uh, don't worry about the little letters or anything. All I want you to see is that on red, on the top left, you can see there is a line going sloping down. And then below that, there is a sort of a grayish or purplish color of a line going up. Now, the research is telling us that in the last decade, in the last decade, this is not just like last month or research from last year, this is in the last decade, the Christian community is declining in the US. And the religiously unaffiliated or the knowns are increasing. And there is no reason to think that's not gonna continue. I mean, it's a 10 year data. So there, there is something of a, a problem we need to address as the church, and not just life church, but church in general in the world. Another part of the research um, was identifying the age group of the religiously unaffiliated. And well, in here, on those graphs on the, on the right side, you can see there's a lot of red and little purplish, but let me just read from this. Uh, the research says, um, Grown across multiple demographic groups, there is white people, black people, and Hispanics, men and women in all regions of the country, and among college graduates and those with lower levels of educational attainment. And although the religiously unaffiliated are on the rise among younger people and most groups of, of older adults, their growth is most pronounced among, guess where? Which age group? Young adults, the next generation people who are supposed to inherit the culture. Yes. That's a problem. Yes. Yes, so what do we make of this information, right? Because we don't just want to be scared. We want to give hope. We want to lift people up. We want to, yeah. hey, we can go and conquer this, right? So, but first, we have to uh, not just make you aware, but understand how important this is. There was a... a an opinion piece in, under Fox News in September of 2018 by a, a Christian apologist. Now, an apologist, like I mentioned, apologetics, just defending your faith. A Christian apologist is someone who is defending it, who is actually doing that, right? So you could be one. Um, although he does it on the professional level, you could still be one. And uh, in 2018, um, he noted that the group identified as knowns was not given either the chance or be allowed to report why they're not believers. That's interesting. But nevertheless, he found the answer on another research from two years prior. So now we're looking not just at the 10 years that I mentioned, but two years prior to that too. And there was the same problem. And uh, he says, I quote, the answer lies in a prior 2016 Pew Research Center survey, which allowed respondents to answer in their own words. In this study, in this study most nuns, right, the people we're talking about, said they no longer identify with a religious group because they no longer believed it was true. When asked why they didn't believe, many said their views about God had evolved, right? And some reported having a crisis of faith. There are specific explanations including the following statements. And 
after I'm reading this, just think, do you, do you know someone like this? It says, uh, the statements were, learning about evolution when I went away to college. Religion is the opiate of the people. Rational thought makes religion go out the window. Lack of any sort of scientific or specific evidence of a creator. I just realized somewhere along the line that I didn't really believe it. I am doing a lot more learning, studying, and kind of making decisions myself rather than listening to someone else. The Christian apologist A. Warner Wallace says, when Christians walk away from the faith more often than not, it's due to some form of intellectual skepticism, which is uh, doubts to the truth of Christianity. Ex-Christians often describe religious beliefs as innately blind or unreasonable. Now, just think about that for a second, right, in the Christian faith. If someone writes out, comes to you and tells you, well, you know, this thing that we believe, it's unreasonable, would you believe it? Would you even pay attention if it's unreasonable? Most of the time you will say, why? It's unreasonable in the first place, right? But then again, we shouldn't just let what other people say take it for granted. We should do our own research. We should you know, be active, proactive in the matter and take a look and see whether or not what they're saying, being unreasonable, is true in the first place, right? So um, this, uh, this whole thing, I was thinking about how to deliver this in a, in a more perhaps graphic way, right? A more I don't know, cinematic way, <laughs> right? And um, there was, uh, have, you, have you guys, have you guys are familiar with this movie called Dirty Harry? Yes. Okay, <laughs> just raise your hand if you, if you do. Oh, great, great, okay. So, um, there is a famous, very famous quote on that movie. Uh, that I want to read it just real quick so to give a little context. It says, uh, this Dirty Harry is Clint Eastwood, for those of you who don't know, but I assume you all do. <laughs> uh, he says, in the, in, the, in the amazing quote, it says, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being that this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and we blow your head clean off, you have got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, right? And um, the reason I wanna bring this is a little comical, but I wanna, I wanna replace some of the words on that quote with what I call, you know, my version of, of the Dirty Harry and tying it up with the message today. And um, this is what I came up with. I know what you're thinking. Am I or someone I know part of the statistics or not? To tell you the truth, in all this excitement, you have lost track. But being that the enemy in front of you is a very powerful one and can blow your spiritual life off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, son? And this would be kind of like God talking to us, right? Well, do you, son? Do you feel lucky that you're not part of these statistics? Because the truth is, is that is, this is a 10-year research. It's hitting us all. We're all part of this already, whether you like it or not. Um, so 
The statistical information is not to bring fear, but awareness that we have something going on in the country and the world that will affect everyone here as time goes on. The labor required to influence the whole country with Christianity is gigantic. It's gigantic. It's a lot of work. But this ministry has been created to do its part in this battle by serving this community of believers with what I mentioned in Peter, uh, and, and with what Peter says in his letter, which is to give an answer to everyone who asks, uh, to give the reason for the hope that you have. Um, so how are we going to accomplish this, right? And this is the part of the announcement that I was wanted to say is that, so this is an online ministry, and which means we're going to be using a lot of social media and platforms and all these kind of things. And the reason we went that route is because, not just because of the needs that we currently have for you know, the pandemic meeting and all these problems, but because this, is, this will allow you to access the material, the content at your own time, whenever you feel like it. You could be in the morning, it could be in the evening, it could be on Monday or Wednesday, your favorite day, pick one. <laughs> and uh, that's the reason we wanted to go uh, on that route. Um, also, our content. So perhaps you may be thinking like, well, this is going to be all heavy information and everything. No, we want to appeal to all ages, or most ages, I should say. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really have right now material for r little ones, but we're trying to reach anyone who has maturing and th thinking enough. So perhaps teenagers and up, everyone should be you know, taking a look at this. I would encourage it. Take a look at our, our message. You may, you may find it, well, that's a heavy topic, but hey, you might enjoy it. Just, just listen. It may spark the conversation that you need at home. Um, so also, I wanted to say I'm not the only one on this ministry. There is uh, other people. I can't say the, the, the gender name here because of security issues. You see one of our members uh, uh, works for another ministry abroad. And, and um, for security purposes in those ministries, we can't say much about this, this individual. So, but let, never, nevertheless, we want to say we're four. So, and we're gonna be putting more information and content uh, out on, on our already known uh, media outlets. We'll have a Facebook page that will have the resources for whatever content and topic we have. You can write us a letter, you can write on the Facebook page. This is gonna be mainly, right now at least, for just Life Church. So we are dedicated to you here. And you can take that outside too. Uh, one of our members, uh, I don't know if, you, if you've met him before or not, but his name is Addison Ecker. He's helping me a lot on this matter. He recently moved to a different church, and I think that's, this is a good opportunity because it links this community with, with his and, and uh, brings more opportunity to, to get the content out. Um, another thing is that the ministry, uh, at least at this time as well, is going to be using YouTube as a, as a channel for providing what is an audio podcast. Uh, you guys won't get to see our pretty faces, I'm sorry, but uh, you will hear our beautiful tunes yes. in there and uh, our messages. The, the first message is under a very controversial topic. It's called critical race theory. What is that? I will keep you hanging there, I'm sorry. Tune in. When it's available, I will let you know and just take a look. So 
with that in mind, I want to encourage everyone, everyone who has a need in this area, who has a question, something that burns them, who, who they have tried to seek and search and they don't know how to approach this, you know, write us a letter. Come on over. Take a look. Talk with us. If you have kids who are very curious, you know, I was, uh, my wife, sometimes we switch our kids and who puts them to bed uh, at nighttime. And um, my five-year-old, he amazes me with the things that a five-year-old can say. Well, um, I, I, I had to write it down, but it's so amazing. Uh, his name is Caleb. That's my son. He's five-year-old. And he was uh, asking my wife uh, a while back, he said, why does God have many names? I mean, who comes up with that at five years old? At that age, I was playing Nintendo. Shooting the ducks, you know that game? Yes. And, uh, and just recently, get this, get this. Have, let's see if you as adults have ever thought of this. He asked my wife, when will the devil die? I mean, when you were asked that question, my wife was like, where's the book with the answers for this? You know, <laughs> it's so difficult to approach. And they, and they get you in, in, in a moment of vulnerability. Sometimes you don't know what to say. But, you know, we got to be prepared enough to, to encourage an environment that any question is welcome. Any question. For no matter how hard it is, no matter how controversial it is, there's a safe place you can talk about it. Yes. And um, so with all of that, I hope that this ministry will be of good service to this body and, maybe, and may serve the purpose uh, that is in 2 Corinthians 10, which is, says that it may help you remove obstacles to the knowledge of God, as well as to take every thought captive to obey Him. Um, with that, so let me just close with one more scripture, which I think is one of my favorites. There are so many that are my favorite. But this one, it, it really hits with this message. And it's in Isaiah 1.18, and it says, Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Thank you. Amen. Excellent, Jair. That's actually Isaiah 118 is the verse that I used in the first meeting this morning. And that was unprepared on my part. How do we, uh, what is the online? How do we, how would someone want to join that? Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mention that detail, in detail, sorry. I did say that I will let you know. I, I know we're part of this uh, Slack group here in the church. There's a lot of members in there, right, on the general portion. Slack? Yes. Yeah. It's a communication tool channel that we have as a, just getting information out to the church. Right. So Slack. Right, so what I'm going to do is once we're ready, because uh, we already recorded our first series, uh, we thought it was going to be one episode, it turned out to be like four different episodes, or five, I don't know yet, but we're editing that, it will take us maybe a week or two, but in the meantime, I'll be preparing the Facebook page. So to get to, to us, just don't worry, I'll get to you, okay? <laughs> I'll just put it on the Slack community, and, uh, and uh, we may put an announcement on the webpage, uh, but for now, just sit tight, be patient. We'll provide you the content. Amen. Excellent. Amen. So we will get more information to you on that. That is on Christian apologetics. And, it's, and again, it's, a, it's one of those words that you talk, what is, are we apologizing for something? No. It's 
defense of the gospel, defense of your faith. So that's a, it's a fancy word. But again, the first Sunday of this year, um, we, uh, a gentleman by the name of Guy Medeiros, they're actually in Haiti this, uh, this weekend ministering to uh, the people group that we serve there and uh, the church group that we serve there. It's, a, it's an amazing ministry that we have in Haiti. Guy Medeiros came up on Sunday morning, and one of the two things that he shared that, that morning in January 3rd, I think was the date, was this year he wanted to encourage everybody to read through the Bible in a year. And it was a, a system that you could go online on Facebook and on our uh, website and just sign up for a systematic. And as I said earlier again this morning in the first meeting, some people just read their Bible. They just, my wife, she is a voracious reader. She's always reading, constantly reading. It's easier for her. And then there's the rest of people who are like reading. Can I listen to it? Is there like a DVD? You know, they just don't enjoy reading. But without the Bible, we will be adrift. And so as we started our year this year and saying, let's read through the Bible in a year, it's, it's, um, it is very doable. I, I am personally enjoying it immensely. Uh, I told a couple of people uh, this morning and last week, uh, I've been praying more and reading more in the last month than I have, and I can't remember when. And it's just, it, it's one of those things that's what was that? Oh, was it Lay's potato chips? You have one, you just, you have to have another one. I find it's easy to get out of the habit of reading the Bible. And once I get out of the habit, it's easy to stay out of the habit. But once you dive back into the word and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's so amazing. And, and obviously starting it, you know, it's through Genesis, which is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I love it. It's just, I don't want to put it down. And it just, appetite stimulates appetite. And so to, to say all of that, this year, as a church family, we are highlighting the Word of God, which is why we're once again starting our Thursday night Bible studies. Jair, thank you for this opportunity as well, for a specific interest for many people. Because again, your graph uh, is obvious to all of us. The younger generation, statistically, we're not doing well, you know, in capturing young hearts. And so many of our young people in this nation in particular, going away to college, drifting away from the faith of their parents, the Bible is one of those moorings that keeps us anchored. So in this body, obviously, we, we treasure the gifts of the Spirit. We love the things of the Spirit, uh, the gifts. Of, we love it. But we also as much value the Word of God. In, in 2 Timothy 3.16, many of us will know these two verses. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Not to Bible bash, not to argue with people and throw rocks at one another, but if I, I need the word of God as an anchor to my soul, so that when rocky times come, and in 2020, many people were rocked, do I have the Bible drilled down and, and a bedrock in my soul to hold me when whether it's politics or disease or pressures on my job, my family, my mind, my health, I've got something, I've got the word of God drilled down deep into bedrock on the inside of me. So it's just a burden for us as a leadership in this church to get the Bible into us and get me into the Bible. Does that make sense? Amen. So uh, next week we'll be continuing on. Uh, like I said, we've been just having amazing times of worship. Um, but it just...
Sunday through Saturday. I just want to encourage you, open your Bibles. Get into the Word of God. You know, Isaiah 1, was it 18 or 19? I think it was 18, Isaiah 1, 18. It's just, and I, I quoted that this morning at the end of our worship time. Though my sins be as red as scarlet, he makes me white as snow. And that, that's what Jesus' blood does. It still speaks, still communicates, still powerful as the day. Amen? So can we stand real quick? If you're able, if you're not, we'll help you. Gently. Jesus, thank you for your amazing gift of yourself to us. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you for the opportunity to dig into the word of God, into your Bible, to find treasure in there, treasure from heaven that explodes on the inside of me and us, that, that brings faith, that brings hope, it brings uh, understanding, brings reason to this crazy world that we live in. Lord, that I'm not blown about by every wind and wave of doctrine. But Father, I can hear your voice. I can find it in the, in the scripture to know what you say and why you say it. Thank you for the life that you give us, Heavenly Father. So I bless this amazing family with the peace of God, with health, with life, with faith. That this week, Father, we can communicate our faith to people, share our story, share our love, share our testimony with people, and bring real life, Jesus' life to people and a community that need it. So, Father, we pray for boldness, for courage, to step up and say what you've called us to say and be those people you've called us to be. So bless us this week with a fruitful, successful week in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Have an awesome week. Thanks for checking out the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. For more podcasts and additional information, visit us at lifechurchstpeters.com.